Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 190 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J, and before I do anything else, give me one second. Sorry, baby, didn't mean to shush you. I love you. Sorry, got to get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, I see the OG Army starting to form in the chat box. Uh, glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, you know the routine. I'm going to look at news stories and talk to you about them. Uh, feel free to call in whenever you like. Uh, if you're too shy to call, uh, throw something in the chat box, and I can always respond to you there. Uh, well, with no further ado, uh, let's find something to talk about. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, okay, why not? Uh, it's a little deep for starting off the, top of the show, but we'll do it anyways. Japan's Twitter kill killer. Okay, that's a bad start. Japan's Twitter killer pleads guilty to murders. Uh, a Japanese man has pled guilty to murdering nine people after contacting them on Twitter uh, in a high-profile case that has shocked the country. Dubbed a Twitter killer, uh, some name I'm not going to even try to say, was arrested in 2017 after body parts were found in his apartment. Hmm. He told a court in Tokyo on Wednesday that the allegations against him are all correct, uh, but his lawyers argue that his charges should be reduced because his victims apparently gave consent to be killed. Uh, if convicted of murder, Mr. Twitter killer uh, faces the death penalty, which is carried out by hanging in Japan. So there's something I didn't know. Uh, uh, reading a little bit of details. Uh, this is the prosecution says the accused opened a Twitter account on March, 2017 to contact women contemplating suicide who he saw as easy targets. Uh, uh, eight of his uh, victims were female, one of them age 15. The only male victim, age 20, was killed after confronting, confronting Mr. Twitter Killer about the whereabouts of his girlfriend, Japanese media reported. This is going to be a movie. This should be a movie. Uh, the 29-year-old is believed to have lured his victims by telling them he could help them with help them die and in some cases claimed he would kill himself along alongside them. Uh, his Twitter profile contained the words, I want to help people who are really in pain. Please DM me anytime. So, uh, that's fucking creepy and spooky. Uh, that should probably be a, uh, um, a movie. You would think so, right? The, uh, oh, sorry. I guess I should flip over here to see what you guys are talking about. <laughs> All right. I see we got most of the familiar faces here. Uh, if you guys get bored, give me a call. I'm certainly going to get bored of me talking about stuff by myself uh, pretty quick. That's okay, though. We will struggle along. Uh, what's this say? Father and son chase and shoot at two teens riding ATVs, Mississippi police say. <laughs> All right. Uh, they've lured me in with their headline. Uh, two teenagers came under fire while riding ATVs in Mississippi on Sunday with bullets flying from a white Chevy truck as it sped along the road after them. Uh, a father and son were giving chase, shooting and bumping the back of one of the team's ATV with the truck as they went. Uh, Wade Twinner and Lane Twinner. Oh, I'm sorry, Wade. Wade, Twi Tw yeah, Wade Twinner, age 48, and Lane Twinner, age 22, told police they were trying to apprehend the two teens uh, who were black uh, because they were driving dangerously on their four-wheelers. Uh, yeah. The Yazoo County Sheriff. Wait a minute, let me go back and make sure I read that correctly. The Yazoo County Sheriff. That's a fucking hell of a name for a county. That's awesome. Be hard to take their police seriously, though. Yazoo police, open up. But anyways, the Yazoo County Sheriff said the Twinners own land on both sides of the road where the alleged attack happened and were upset that the teenagers were riding along it. Uh... Uh, the newspaper place reported it's illegal to ride ATVs on the road. They said, so, uh, apparently I don't want to move to Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm going to be zoom around on ATVs, but the entire, uh, we're, let's go chase after somebody who's doing something we don't like and shoot at them. Uh, gives me pause for a moment or two. Anyways, Uh, now, if they were shooting at like bicycle bicycle list, I could totally understand that. That's justifiable. <laughs> Sorry, and, and if you uh, ride a bike, uh, I apologize in advance. 
And this is specifically the street bikers. I don't have any, obviously, any issues of off-road biking and trail biking and a lot of good stuff. It looks like fun, actually. But like uh, Tour de France style, ride down our road for, for your exercise every day. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I think it's, uh, to be honest with you, kind of a rude hobby. Uh, and bear me out. I think it's a rude hobby because... Yes, of course, it's legal for you to be on the road there. But think of how many fucking people you're inconveniencing every single time that you've got to go out and ride your bike. Uh, you can't possibly find any other way to do it except for do it on roads where people are trying to go and f- to and fro- throw their normal business uh, at a speed 20 to 30 to 40 miles higher, faster than what you're currently going. Uh, I Don't get me wrong. I have a tricycle, which is the best bicycle in the world. Don't let anyone tell you different. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I know what I look like on it, but, uh, I t- don't take it on roads where there's traffic. I take, keep it on side streets and sidewalks. Uh, if, if it's a place where it's got any kind of real traffic, uh, with no shoulder or like off the road to keep it, uh, and no, and no sidewalk, I'm not riding my fucking bike there. Uh, and, uh, and part of it is because, uh, I, I'm afraid you guys will fucking hit me. <laughs> But part of it is I don't want to be in someone's fucking way. It's, I don't, it, you know, I don't, I spend my life trying not to bother people. And that's a big bother to people. And the bicyclists always tell me, well, yeah, I have every right to be on the road. I'm like, yeah, I know you have every right to be on there, but you're kind of being a dick about it. <laughs> I, there, I, just because it's right to inconvenience somebody, that doesn't make, uh, just because it's legal to inconvenience somebody, that doesn't make it right. Uh, and don't get me wrong, very little uh, of this is me being upset about being inconvenienced. I'm mostly just not a fan of almost killing people. <laughs> and that's what it feels like sometimes. You know, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't want to kill somebody by accident. And some of these bikers takes big chances and you know, they're in the road where, I don't know. I, I know people just tell me if you drive correctly, you don't have to worry about that shit, but it happens fucking, uh, I don't want to kill somebody. Shit, that haunt me forever. I actually have nightmares about that. More about hitting people, uh, pedestrians, rather than bicyclists for the most part. But still, I don't. I don't want to fucking get involved in any of that shit. Al Rainer says, uh, "Yeah, they uh, always run stoplights too." Yeah, I see that. It's and that's a pet peeve of mine as well. It, your entire logic uh, behind you being a, on the road is that you have the same rights as any other vehicle. Well, then you have to follow the same laws as any other vehicle and you see people uh, breaking the law on that all the fucking time yeah clarence said same thing they want car and pedestrian rights simultaneously and that shit don't fly i've i've uh uh before i decided to mellow out i used to yell at them uh, you know uh when i see them blow through a stop sign uh if my windows open i'd yell something like yeah you know what we you know something way to run the stop sign asshole or uh, just different shit like that um maybe i should have been a cop <laughs> i it, it, i don't like watching people break the rules uh because it to me it always just strikes me as someone going that you know oh i'm too good for all that shit uh and which uh is egotistical and, and you see that at, at our country club sometimes in various ways uh there isn't a lot of rules and regulations for the uh, members there uh, but they'll still try to press the ones, uh, that they can. My favorite ones are people that park in the circle driveway. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be uh, in the workout, uh, in the, they're there early in the morning before, uh, the valet gets there. So instead of parking in, in a parking lot and walking themselves to, into the uh, clubhouse to get their exercise, they'll park in the circle driveway. Uh, even though there's been multiple notices over and over again, you can't park in the circle driveway. It's a fire hazard. Uh, like, you know, the, the spot has spaces have to be clear, yada, yada. You're just not supposed to do it. And uh, they do it all the time. Like I get to work and there's like six or seven cars lined up in the circle driveway for people in the exercise center. Um, so, and now I was like, oh yeah, what's the fuck is up with that? Dude, you're here to exercise, but do you have an exact amount of exercise that you plan on doing and walking from the parking lot to the uh, clubhouse would put you way over that? Is that what's up here? Uh, and in, in another uh, one I see a lot, a lot of times, and this one's going to require a little explaining, our parking lot is set up in such a way that it's narrow in one part. And so instead of having parking spots on both sides of it in that spot, it only has uh, parking spots on one side. And then it has like those little hash marks in an area there. 
uh, for that says no parking because if you park there, it's impossible to get the cars on the other side of the lot out. It's it's too tight. Uh, yet we still have a car park there all the time. <laughs> he he parks it sideways in it, uh, so that so it's not sticking out. Because uh, but it, it's it's clearly a no parking zone. And I always wonder when someone does that. Like if you think if their thought process is aha, I there's a spot. I can't believe no one parked there. Well, I'm, I'm amazing. I can't believe I figured this shit out. No, dude. Everyone thought that, yeah, you can park a car there. There's a region that they have those lines there, dude. So I'm not a big fan of that. But other than that, I think I'd probably be a really poor cop. Because <laughs> that's the only thing about the cop, that thing that I have right, is that it annoys me that people break the rules. All the other shit would probably be not going for me. <laughs> Uh, so what are you guys talking about in the chat box today? Let me roll back up a little bit. Um, oh, we have a caller. Good timing. I'm not going to try to say, okay, I'll try to say your name. Hello, non compos mentis. Everybody have a great day. Love you all. Never mind all this, you know, this distractions that they're trying to throw at us, the media. What's real is real. What will happen is what will happen. Keep taking the, you know, keep, keep being healthy and keep washing your hands and just watch out. That's all <laughs> you have to do is just watch out and uh, enjoy your day. Wear a big smile as big as this one because you deserve it. Stop. Let's not be scared of what's going on in the world. It's going to happen regardless. There's things going on in the world every single day that there's not attention being brought to. Let's just enjoy life. Love you all. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Well, thank you for the call there, K-Barbs. Uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm and the message of hope. <laughs> all right let's see what else do we got to talk about today okay we talked about the crazy people uh, shooting at other people um in food news i see the irish supreme court has ruled that subway's sandwich rolls don't meet the legal definition of bread <laughs> because they have too much sugar Ireland supreme court it made it up to the Supreme Court. That's impressive. Has ruled that Subway sandwich rolls are not legally bred because of their high sugar content. <laughs> the case was actually brought to court by a franchisee holder in County Galloway that believed the bread should be exempt from value-added tax. Uh, but the Act, Act 1972, which I assume is the value-added tax, had, has a narrow definition of tax-exempted bread, saying the fat, sugar, and bread improver can't exceed two percent of the weight of the flour um sugar accounts for ten percent of the weight in the, of the flour in subway's rolls making them too sugary to be considered tactic tax exempt bread uh, i shouldn't have read the last part of the uh of the article it was way funnier when they just decided it wasn't bread and moved on so <laughs> oh well i kind i guess that means i should have read a little bit further sorry about that guys it's not nearly as funny now so we'll move on from the Irish bread. Oh, let's see. Now oh, that one's too uh, deep. We'll go back to it. Um, here's another one that I haven't read past the headline, but might be interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe not. It's up to you guys. You'll fuck. We'll see. Marines offer former pilots up to a hundred thousand dollars to come back to active duty. Hmm. Attention, Marine aviators. The Marine Corps needs you to return to active duty. Uh, that's the call the Marine Corps issued this week in its quest to get its former pilots to come back into the fold. The service is, the service is sweetening the deal by making selectees immediately eligible for bonuses up to $100,000. Wow. Um, the Marine Corps, like all services, has been challenged in the recent past with shortages in pilot inventory. Captain Joe Butterfield, a Marine spokesman at the Pentagon, said... Uh, we designed the aviation bonuses and return to active duty boat opportunities to offset the deficits we will have at the junior officer grades. I don't know what that is. 
captains or majors who flew or commanded six Marine aircraft uh, are eligible to return to active service. Um, the aircraft included are the AVB-8 Harrier, F-35B Joint Strike Fighter, the FA-18 Hornet, the M-22 Osprey, and the KC-130 Her- Hercules. Oh, and the, the CH-53K King Stallion. Neat. <laughs> the Marine Corps wants pilots to sign two, three, or four-year contracts to return to active duty. Uh, those who selected will automatically, those selected will be automatically career de- designated, wow, I can't speak, if they weren't prior to leaving the service and those willing to stay in longer could get, be given preference. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I guess they are really short on uh, on pilots if they're willing to offer that much money. Yeah, I probably should have better stop. <laughs> it's getting a little too technical. All right, let's see what else we have to talk about today. You guys, you guys feel free to call in if you guys got something you want to talk about. You know me, I, I don't really care if we talk about the actual topics I have or not. They're just something to talk about. <laughs> oh, yet another uh, meltdown in a airport. Let's see. Two people were arrested in Miami International Airport on Sunday evening after they began fighting with a representative from American Islands Airlines at the gate. A bystander cell phone video of the incident shows one of the suspects, 23-year-old Brittany Mohammedi, jumping over the ticket counter in an aggressive fashion. Yeah, that's pretty much the only fashion you can leap over a, a, a ticket counter. You can't do that shit like leisurely. Uh, you see her straddle the deck desk. <laughs> Yeah, I said desk, and try to attack the AAA employee, then losing her footing and fall. Uh, Mohammedi's travel companion, identified by police as 26-year-old Manuel Ortega, is seen yelling at airport cops, ranting and pacing frantically about the gate area. The problem reportedly began when the female passenger tried to get on flight 1061 to Los Angeles without shoes. After being in her... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, after being informed of our policy, the customer became irate and one attempted to strike at an American team member at the gate. Uh, violence of any kind is not tolerated by American Airlines. We thank the Miami Dowd Police Department for their quick action to ensure the safety of our customers and team members. Yeah. Uh, how can you th- possibly think it's okay to walk around barefoot in an airport? Airport. I mean, even if it wasn't a safety thing or a regulation or a rule, what the fuck, dude? What do you walk around in normally that you think it's okay to be walking around barefoot in an airport? I mean, Jesus Christ. That is just... <laughs> uh, um, I've only flown a couple times myself, so it's not like I have a ton of experience uh, with airlines. Um, first time I flew, I was... Uh, was I 18 or 19 when I joined the Army? But regardless, the first time I uh, flew, I was was when I joined the Army, and they flew me on a plane from uh, Detroit to Dallas, and then from Dallas to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And after that, I didn't fly for like another 30-something years, uh, well, 20-something years anyways, because my next flight was for my honeymoon about about three and a half years ago to Las Vegas. Um, And that was like a four-hour flight back and forth. And then I did it again, uh, not this January, but the January before that, went to Vegas again. So and that's the entirety of all my flying experience. Uh, not a big fan of it. <laughs> it's boring and un- uncomfortable. Um, yeah, Clarence, I haven't I got I haven't got around that much. <laughs> uh, plane tickets are expensive. Actually, well, actually, not they're, well. Yeah, they are. They're they're expensive, but I need to do them. Uh, whenever I've flown, I went with Spirit because it's cheap and has the option to upgrade to some upgrade to something called the big front seat, um, which is basically they give you like a, a, a lot bigger seat with more leg room. Uh, and there's only two seats in the row instead of three to give you an idea of, of how much more space that you have. And you can upgrade that like, oh God, like I think our a plane ticket from Detroit to Vegas last time I went was like $200 or something like that. And at, you could get the, the big front seat added for like another $50 each way or something like that, which was not, which sounds like a lot, but it was totally worth it for me. 
but even with that, I didn't have a ton of leg room. It was uncomfortable. And I, if nothing else, obviously boring and who no one really wants to sit in a tube for four and a half hours. But it sure beats driving for fucking several days. <laughs> um, not a big fan of driving actually that much. It might explain why I haven't gotten out of Michigan all that much. Uh, other than the couple trips drove, I have driven to, uh, Florida exactly once. Uh, we did it in two days each way cause we, cause we weren't kids <laughs> and we didn't have any desire to drive more than like eight to 10 hours. Uh, depending on which part of Florida you go in or going to, and which part of Michigan you leave, it is possible to go from Michigan to Florida in 24 hours. Uh, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, shit, it might even be 20 for some parts of it. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Like when we drove, we, I think we drove like eight hours one day and 10 hours the other day and took care of it. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it wasn't any fun. Uh, I'm sure everyone has problems with uh, sitting in cars for long periods of time. Uh, mine might be a little worse because of my size. It's, it's really hard to get comfortable. <laughs> I can do an hour. I can do two hours. Once it's reaching the three or four hour mark, I don't want to drive anymore, really. Uh, honestly, after the two hour mark, I don't want to drive anymore. Uh, but so it took us two days to do it, and it wasn't a fun thing. And one, one of the only reasons I uh, we stayed that so long, because we were there, I want to say, like two weeks. And the only reason I didn't have an issue with that, even though, even though I was bored out of my mind, uh, is because I was not looking forward to the two-day trip back. <laughs> uh, it wasn't fun. I uh, the only other long, really long trip I've ever went on is, uh, from Detroit to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, <laughs> which I also do not recommend for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I think I've told you guys about that trip before we were, I was going to meet, uh, people that uh, I was playing, uh, EverQuest with, uh, me and like two of my buddies. Um, well, let me rephrase that. Me, my, one of my best friends, um, his, uh, cousin, which I was also friends with, and then some other dude. <laughs> They kind of glommed on at the last minute who was also a friend of Doug's and uh, we left at like three in the morning uh, drunk off our asses and drove 14 hours straight drinking. Uh, I'm amazed we're alive and uh, I, it's definitely not something I would do now, obviously, but uh, back in my youth, I did some stupid things and that was one of them. Uh, the uh, most striking feature of the trip from uh, Detroit to Omaha is uh, corn. <laughs> That's the most distinct feature. Uh, you're going to get to, if you ever take that trip, you will become intimately equated with corn. Uh, that's all there fucking is for state after state after state, just fucking corn. Uh, it feels like you're like on a cornfield treadmill. Just, just corn, 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 corn. Look a tree. Corn, 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 corn. What's that smell? Corn, 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 fucking <laughs> nothing but corn. Oh, look a horse. Corn, corn, corn. <laughs> Uh, and when we got there, uh, it turns out Omaha kind of, then I apologize if you're from Omaha, but the part that we saw looked kind of shitty. <laughs> Not that people from Detroit have any right to talk, obviously. Uh, like we, we actually were going to stay in this one hotel and then decided we needed to go to a different part of the town, which was better, I suppose. So that's not, uh, it's actually, it's Omaha's not bad. We just, we just entered from the bad side. So we were really tired. We were looking for a spot to stay. We pull into this hotel and then our detroit sense goes off where we haven't even got out of the car we're just in the parking lot looking around and we're like yeah this isn't the hotel we want to stay at i guess we're driving a little bit more <laughs> which is what we did and went to a nicer part of the town uh but i've told you guys the rest of the story about meeting with the everquest people so we move on to a different topic oh we have a caller give me one second oh hello there oh, hello there Taz says, please, what can I do for you today? My friend came to the door. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man. The building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. Sir, can you please jump? 
<laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the call. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking back on the chat. Stop using foul language or else I'll leave this show. Uh, you say that FC? F-I-F-C-A-I-C? I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize for my foul language. It just kind of slips out. Uh, I do warn you, it's probably not going to get any better, though. It's not, it's not a, it's not really a conscious decision for me at this point. Oh, let's see. No, that's still too, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, we talked about the, the barefoot lady. Uh, okay, here's a, here's one. Woman says she's unsure why she tried to kidnap Joe Montana's granddaughter. Hmm. The woman who attempted to kidnap NFL legend Joe Montana's sleeping granddaughter from his house has no idea why she did it, her lawyer claimed. Uh, Sosad Predpring Dalzell, that's a mouthful, uh, has been charged with grabbing the nine-month-old baby from a playpen and faces eight years in prison if convicted. Uh, she appeared in court in Los Angeles and pleaded not guilty guilty, excuse me, to felony counts of attempted kidnapping of a child under 14 and burglary. Uh, authorities say uh, Dalzell, 39, broke into Mr. Montana's luxurious home in Malibu, California last weekend. Mr. Montana, 64, and his wife, Jennifer, uh, confronted Dalzell and tried to calm the situation by asking her to hand back the baby. <laughs> Police say after a short struggle... Mrs. Montana managed to grab the child back and Dazelle fled from the scene. Um, no one was hurt in the incident and Dazelle, who has no prior criminal record, was later arrested. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of lawyers speak. He's a, a very apologetic. Yeah, that, 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 uh, and he added that he had no hindsight, no clue yet on why she did what she did, only that she's very apologetic. Her bail was set at $200,000. Uh, yeah, that's scary. Um, you never want to think that people, random people are going to break into your house, much less steal your babies. Uh, it said Mrs. Montana was the the one that uh, stopped the intruder. Uh, Mr. only is in early 60s, so I, I, you know what? Actually, that's not what it said. It said that she grabbed the baby while... So I think Mr. Montana had her all wrapped up or something. And, you know, Mrs. Montana snatched the baby back. Baby back, baby back, baby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want chilies. Uh, I can't imagine anything like ha that happening, actually. The only, I don't have any kids, so my cl closest analog, and I know you guys are going to give me shit, would be if someone kidnapped one of my dogs. And I'd be highly disturbed. I'd be, you know, like if I, if I walked into my house, woke up, came into the other room and like, some intruder had one of my dogs in his arms and was like about to walk out with him. I'd be fucking freaked the fuck out. All right. Well, we have Taz has, please call him back again. Let's see what, let's see what, yes, ma'am. What can, what can I do for you? I heard a big noise sounding like a truck. I said, what in the world is that? So I was finna get out. He said, no, you ain't. He said, I said, what is that out? He said, that's a tornado. So he let the windows up and held me down in the seat. And I was hollering, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It was down and it went up and went right over my van. Thank you, Lord. But that oh, well, that's uh, interesting. We can talk about weather stuff, too. Yeah, you're right. That's a good That's a good change of topic. Um, living up here in Michigan, we don't have that much of a problem with, with severe weather weather. We're right on the edge of tornado alley. So Michigan does get tornadoes, but it's a very small number. And they're for the most part, hardly ever near it, the Metro Detroit area. Uh, other, so other, uh, states get way more tornadoes like Oklahoma or Texas. We're like, if you look at tornado alley, we're right on the very edge of it. We're not, we're not even really in it. We're just right next to it a little bit. So, and that's about the only, uh, weather related natural disaster that we have to worry about. I mean, we get big storms and such, but everyone gets big storms from time to time. Um, the, uh, middle of the country obviously has a lot more problems with that. Uh, because of, mostly I believe because it's 
flat, flat as fuck. So there's nothing to break up storms. And it's a lot of it where the north winds and the south winds meet. So it's a very turbulent uh, weather pattern area in general. Um, I've never been in a tornado or anything like that. And like any kind of giant storms we've ever had, I've never been exposed to them. I've been in a house where there's big storms, but never felt a sense that like I was in danger from the weather. Uh, so it's gotta be weird for you guys that are in danger from their weather occasionally, uh, which is basically anybody who lives on the coastline, uh, for the most part. Uh, although I think maybe like Maine, that might be far, far enough North that you don't have to worry about hurricanes for the most part. Uh, but most of the coast, uh, at least on the Southern and Eastern and, and Gulf States and stuff have to worry about hurricanes. Um, then of course all the, uh, breadbasket States that have to worry about tornadoes and such. Um, I, I guess Michigan is just lucky enough that for the most part, all we get is a shitload of snow in the winter. What are you guys talking about? The, sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the chat box. Do not use gender language host. It's not appropriate to assume people's gender. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, what else we got to talk about today? Colombian fishermen rescue 94 Haitian migrants adrift at sea. Holy shit. That's a lot of fucking people adrift at sea. And that's a small boat that I'm looking at to have 94 people on it. Uh, Colombian fishermen have rescued 94 Haitian migrants who are adrift on a motorboat in the Caribbean. Uh, the migrants said they are trying to reach Panama, but were abandoned at sea by people smugglers when the boat's motor failed. Um, the fishermen towed the boat to a Colombian port from where the Navy took the migrants to the city of Turbo. I, I did not know there was a city called Turbo. That's kind of fucking cool. Uh, thousands of Haitians try to reach the United States via Colombia and Central America every year. Um, Colombian migration authorities say that they've deported 3,000 Haitians so far in 2020. Um, many, my, many migrants from as far away as Africa risked their lives trying to cross by foot the dense jungles of the Darien Gap, which straddles the border between Colombia and Panama. Uh, because of the dangers uh, of crossing the jungle on foot, some people pay smugglers to take them to Panama by boat. Uh, the rescued migrants said that when the boat's motor had failed, the people smuggler on board had called one of his associates who came by to fetch him while leaving all the Haitians on board with the faulty vessel. Vessel. Oh, that's kind of shitty. Uh, Colombian migration authorities in Turbo will decide what happens next to the rescued migrants, uh, among who are 33, ch 33 children. Uh, God, I can't imagine that. America's got its issues, obviously, but I can't imagine it being in such a sh shitty situation that you just want to move the fuck out of your country so bad that you're going to risk your life. Um, now we won't even get into what kind of scum the human smugglers are fucking, you know, leave, uh, we're just going to leave 90, you know, 90 people out here to die. You know, that's, that's fine. You know, we've got their money that I can't, it sucks that there's people like that in the world, really. It's a, it's a sad state of the world that things like that exist. Um, as far as like whether or not, uh, I'm approve of immigration in general, we're not going to get into that too much. Uh, uh, but I will, the only thing I'll say, actually, you know what? We will get into a little bit because, uh, I've been talking to a guy at work. Uh, one of the bus boys uh, where I work at is uh, all excited because he has his citizenship, uh, like uh, test coming up in like three days. You know, and he's telling me about, you know, um, how prepared he is and how, how much other stuff he studied. And it's amazing. You'd be, because at this, I'm sure after he gets his citizenship, he'll forget most of the stuff. But right now, this dude knows more about America than you do. <laughs> You'd be amazed at all the stuff that they ask on that test that the Ameri average American just wouldn't know in, in the fucking first place. Um, but it's really cool to see how enthusiastic he is. Uh, a couple of the other bus boys uh, uh, already have, uh, pass that class so you know they're uh yeah, they look on with amuse amusement at, at his excitement uh having to take a citizenship test is racist no it's got nothing to do with their race <coughs> when, whenever anybody wants to join the united states uh and become a citizen they have to take a test uh that's pretty uh, that's equality at its best right there we don't care where you where you came from or when, what you look like if 
If you want to be a citizen, all you have to do is pass the citizenship test, and there you go. So, you know, uh, but yeah, he's really excited about it, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, uh, that's one of the things I like working about where I work. It's like working at a UN convention. There's so many different, like, people from different countries and nationalities and such working there. Um, like, a good portion of the, of the, of the, uh, Kitchen staff is Mexican, along with some of the groundskeepers. Oh, hold on a second. We have another caller. I'm not sure how this is going to go. Um, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Cuck ass nonsense. What can I do for you today? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we get a lot of uh, interesting phone calls today, so we will <laughs> we'll just go ahead and move on that without comment. <laughs> I'm glad I picked up the call, though. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Now, what was I talking about, guys? I'm sure it was important. Damn it. You know what my grandma used to say? If you can't remember what you're talking about, it was probably a lie. Oh, let's see. God, we're running low on uh, fucking uh, topics again, folks. Normally I have uh, a couple more uh, people calling. Okay, we finished talking about the Haitian migrants. Uh... Oh, I've been dodging this uh, article the entire show, but we might as well go ahead and do it. Uh, brick failure in an e- a very horrible disregard for safety <laughs> caused New York uh, limo crash that killed 20 people, uh, NTSB says. A disastrous stretch limo crash that killed 20 people was probably caused by an owner who showed a blatant disregard for safety by putting the vehicle on the road despite failing a state inspection that cited issues with the brake system. Um, the, uh, the federal board met virtually Tuesday to finalize its report on the probable cause of the crash October 6, 2018 uh, in Skirshi, New York, which killed the driver, all 17 passengers, and two bystanders. Uh, the 2001 Ford Excursion limousine blew through a stop sign and struck a parked SUV in the Apple Barrel Country Store uh, parking lot. Um, the limousine, owned by Prestige Limousine of Sartoga Country, is it really named Prestige Limousine? <laughs> Appeared to suffer brake failure and reached speeds of 100 miles an hour as it descended a steep hill toward the T-section intersection of Routes 30 and 30A where the crash occurred. Oh, okay. Um yeah, apparently, and apparently it failed, like, brake instructions uh, more than once, and there's a, like, there was a lot of blame going around, like, the, with the Secretary of State and the police and a couple of the agencies saying that the, the road should, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a call. Give me one second. Uh, all right, I got you, buddy. Hello, JBS. That seems mean. <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> Oh, I get it's Jay's bowel system. I that sounds accurate, actually. <laughs> ah, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, I thought I was done. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm getting tired. No. Okay. No. Damn. I'm sorry, folks. This is. Oh, no. That didn't sound good. Oh. We might be here a while. Oh. You guys might want to, like, go get something to eat or something. We might be here a while. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Oh, I need to breathe. Okay. I, I spent, you guys need to breathe too. We should probably cut that at this point. Holy shit, dude. Okay. Am I done? Okay. Okay. I feel better. I'm sorry about that, folks. I didn't realize I had that coming on. That's the problem with IBS. It'll just creep up on you. Luckily, I haven't been like that for a little while. Uh, I, I have my diet on point pretty good right now. Um, I uh, have no plans to try to see the, what the diet that I'm on right now is they call it like the elimination diet. So you eat absolutely nothing that could bother your IBS. It's not intended to be a permanent diet. Uh, I'm supposed to be now that I've have all this stuff out of my system and have my stomach fairly well regulated. I'm supposed to be trying different things to see if I can handle it. Uh, but I'm a scared. <laughs> I really don't want to, it was, you know, it, I could eat something and it'll affect me for like two to five days. I mean, seriously, like, like two to five days of fucking pain and bullshit. Uh, and have, having things like a job and a life, I don't want to fuck with that. You know, maybe this winter, if I uh, end up having time off, I, there's a good chance I'll probably have to find a job this time around because the unemployment's not going to cut it. I don't know. That's not, that's a hard thing, to, hard thing to decide because it's kind of hard to find a job that will make it worthwhile not having unemployment. But, but regardless, uh, if I have time off uh, this winter, I might try to fuck uh, with a couple things here and there uh, to see if that bothers me. Because if I'm just sitting at home, um, I can take two to five days of pain to find out whether I can have like something I really like or not, or maybe not. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, um, it bothers me the, that I can eat very few things, but not horribly bad. I'm not really food orientated like uh, some people are, so it's boring. Uh, but I'm eating healthier than I think I ever had in my life. <laughs> I told you guys the other day, the only unhealthy things I ever eat are fuck or are, are like bread, hot dog buns or hamburger buns. That's about it. Everything else is pretty healthy. No. Okay. I thought I heard something in the background there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, Ryan did not recommend it and he looked down at it quite a bit, but I'm fairly happy with how this Huel uh, product has been treating me. Uh, I've definitely, um, feeling better. And I think it, when it says that you get 100% of the minerals and vitamins and fiber and everything that you're supposed to get and protein that you're supposed to get, I think it does. Um, because a lot, it's not like, yeah, some of it's synthetic, I assume, but mostly it's just powdered food. But the vast majority of it, I think it's pea protein. Um, and uh, I've had no issues at all. I'm gaining weight fairly steadily, uh, wavering between 194 and 195 this week. Uh, oh, here we go. One idea will change your life. One idea has changed my life. One idea has brought me friends all over the world. One idea has brought me my dream job of working in the combat sports business. One idea will change your life. One idea. My idea is to tell you that your idea is great. Believe in your idea. Don't ever let anybody tell you that your idea is not great. Don't ever let your demons in your mind tell you that your idea is not great. If there's one or two people to tell you that your idea is great, it is me and you. And that is all you need in this life. I hope you have a great day today. Talk to you soon. It's fucked up when your mind's playing tricks on you. Oh, he's got outro. Oh, he's got outro music now. Wow! <laughs> Thank you, K Barbs. That was very inspirational. Um, my idea is just going to be to run my fucking mouth until someone fucking pays me enough money to shut me up. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, however, if any of you guys happen to be uh, commercial makers, uh, feel free to hire me to say words for you. Uh, I might fuck it up three or four times before I get it right, but that's what it's digital. You're not wasting any tape or anything like that. It'll be fine. Uh, let's see. We talked about brake failure. Oh, wow. That was actually all of my topics. We went through 10 topics. That didn't, it didn't seem like I had 10. I, I was pretty sure I had 10 of them lined up. Uh, now we're going to have to like go to fallback topics. Uh, let me see if I put anything on my phone. I haven't done that in a while. I changed the style of how I did the show. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize I was still on the line. Oh, I'm so <laughs> I guess. Oh, 
No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's a, there's not there's not even a pause for me to use the day. Oh. Oh. No. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> I should have got that handrail installed so I can reach over and grab it. You know, for, for like when you need leverage. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. I got to be empty by now. Come on. <laughs> that sounded horrific. Uh, that makes me, it reminds me, I really do want to get that, like, yeah, handlebars on the other side of the wall for me to grip onto. You know, sometimes when you're taking a shit, you need, like, leverage. <laughs> or at least something to keep you upright. Oh. Uh, it's still, and uh, but not like I said, I, I've been having very few problems lately. Knocking wood, yay! I don't want to, I don't want to poop anymore. <laughs> there has been days like that where it's like, I, where I wondered what the hell I had ate and where how so much stuff had gotten in my body because it didn't seem humanly possible that much that 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 much had left my body. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Here's something we can talk about. I the vast majority of you guys are on the. Uh, underground forum uh that's where we all met that's where the show comes from uh but those of you who visit it regular regularly but haven't lately go to the actual other ground forums uh not the other ground the underground forums and look for the article that says frank Mir's daughter bella making her pro debut in october apparently she's 17 years old and she's making her a pro uh, debut in like a couple months uh and then swing down to the very second post uh, holy shit! Does the apple not fall far? Apple not fall far from the tree on that one. It's for those of you who can't see it. It's a picture of Frank Mir, uh, who is an ex UFC heavyweight, big dude. Uh, Gabby at least six three, walks around somewhere between two fifty and two eighty, or depending on how plump he is. Um, big, big, strong dude. Uh, also very, very good uh, at the UFC's ex heavyweight champion. Uh, well, well known for his uh, ground game. Um. Then there's a picture of his son, but, but that's not what we're looking at here. His 17 year old daughter is fucking jacked. I mean, I mean, like she's huge, like uh, huge in shape. She's gonna fucking ruin some young girl's life uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I imagine she's been probably training with uh, Frank Mirror uh, for her entire life, and she's and she's like I said, she's jacked. She's goddamn huge. I'd be scared to fight her. <laughs> Have you guys? Uh, <clears throat> Um, if you guys, uh, have seen it, please comment it on the chat box or even call, call in. It's just fucking amazing. And dose, uh, no, uh, but since Frank Mirror is the devil, apparently she's the devil's child. Uh, it's well known in the UG that Frank Mirror is the devil. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's see. You know what? Let's go over to our, since we're talking about MMA, let's go over to our source for all MMA news, uh, bloody elbow and see if they got anything interesting to talk about. Uh, McGregor releases poster for Poirier charity fight. That's not really something to talk about. That's something to look at, so that doesn't really work well. Um, uh, Israel Adesanya gets MRI for tender right peck. Laughs off PED accusations. Um, hmm. I don't know what to think about that. According to, but according to uh, Ali Zay, I'm just going to say Israel because I can't say his last name. According to Israel, it started swelling up eight weeks ago, but decided to put off seeking medical attention until after the Paulio Costa fight. Uh, he says it is still tendered and, and quite sore now and recently had two MRI scans and a blood test to try and diagnose it. Uh, I'm waiting for results, Israel said. I might keep you posted, or I might let people speculate. Speculate. It's kind of fun to watch people cry about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that he was taking steroids, and that's why he got the big titty, the big titty syndrome? Or do you think uh, he's... Oh, oh, shit, we got another caller again. I apologize. Thank you for sticking around. Taz Has Fleas is back yet again. What can we do for you? Very um, rural. 
<laughs> Anything else? I I don't speak cow. Is that uh, how about one move for yes, two moves for no? Um, are you are you being held against your will? <laughs> I don't I don't know what the chicken was supposed to mean. <laughs> hey Rainer, uh, can you t uh, bring some sense to this crazy world? I just wanted to be the one real caller you had today, and not talk to you at all. <laughs> uh -oh. I think there's a monster well, in here or something. So, I hear some sounds. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Rainer. I don't mind. I don't mind the phone calls. It keeps me. It keeps. It's amusing and it keeps the show going. So, uh, great. Well, although, as usual, I have nice. nothing to say. <laughs> That's to all right. We've, chat here. we've got we've got nine minutes left. We, I'm sure we can figure the shit out, guys. Um, I got some sound effects though. Yeah. Oh, you have sound effects too. No, accidental sound effects. See, mine are always oh. on uh, accident. You know, both. I'm washing my hands here. Whoopsie daisy. Ah. Ah uh, shit! Um, I did actually I'm accidentally up. call in. Am I, I acting ninety nine percent fool, one percent cool? I don't know exactly what it was, but it has brought me to you. Do I sing Hang or do him. I rap? Is my motivation crap? I'm <laughs> just putting love out to the world, and you gave me love back. I can say that it put me on the map. Just a little snippet of a song that I have planned. I hope everybody can wait for it to come out. I hope you can enjoy it. It's a real story of what I've been going through these last seven, eight months. And I put it all out there for everybody to see. There's been highs. There's been lows. We're facing this corona stuff. So it's kind of in the middle. We kind of, you know, it's kind of just resonating to me now. But we out here still building, still growing, still staying healthy. Continue to wash our hands, everybody. <laughs> A story of all of our lives that we have continued to tell, but I got something ran up that I think everyone's gonna like. I hope everyone has a great day. Today. Talk to you soon. He's crazier than a shit house rat. <laughs> I'll say. Hey Jay. Yeah, what's up? Do you remember the kid Scala Shaw, who was the son of Gary Shaw that ran Elite XC MMA? Uh no, not really. But uh, go ahead. Pointless if you don't remember who I'm talking about, but. Well, he, was anyway. little, he was just a little wigger that uh, his daddy ran an MMA show and he got to be a part of it and stuff. And everybody hated him. He was a little had a little rap career and stuff. And uh, uh, man, he reminded me so much of Kevin Barber's when I hear Barber's talking now. It's just like uh, Scala Shaw. You're gonna have to look him up. I will. Yes. Back to you, Jay. I reliable content every day. I love the brother. <laughs> but you know. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, 3.53, seven minutes from the top of the hour. Back to you, Jay. <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Be, uh, I don't know which is worse, my stomach or the barnyard animals uh, that have been attracted by the stench of uh, my own feces, apparently. Um, this is getting messy around here. I, I got to admit. You know what? Recently, I was thinking about somehow human shit is grosser than animal shit. In a lot of ways, yeah. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, no, I do agree. Uh, there you go. I got a story to tell you about. I, back in the day, I was uh, um, a volunteer for the Michigan Humane Society when I was like 10 or 12. Um, and one day, I'm walking up to the Humane Society to do some volunteer work. Mostly, I, I uh, hung out with the adult volunteers and the walk dogs and shit. They thought I was goddamn adorable. Um, and I'm walking to the, uh, the, the shelter. Now, um, this, this, nope. The sidewalk goes through uh, a wooded area at one point because uh, there's a, a big patch of woods in front of the Humane Society. So I'm walking through this wooded part of uh, the, where the sidewalk goes, come around a corner, and there's like one of the local bullies, Matt Fultz, uh, taking a shit right on the sidewalk. Right there on the <laughs> sidewalk. I was like, ah, okay. Uh, so I just kind of edged around them and kept on going. Uh, that's That didn't surprise me uh, that that would happen uh, and thought nothing of it, you know. I was 12 kids, you know, uh, but an hour later while I was with one of the volunteers walking the dog <laughs> and we came, and we came around the corner of the same sidewalk. What did we see? But a gigantic fucking turd, which the volunteer thinking that it was a dog turd went ahead and picked scooped up with her plastic baggie and carried around with us for the remainder of the walk. <laughs> and it was one of the, it was one of the grossest things I think, I, psychologically speaking, I that I've ever went through. Just knowing that there's Matt Fultz's fucking poop hanging about two feet away from me for the next half hour. And 
epic fail. All right. Well, if you're going to be mean, I'll go ahead and hang up on you. No, no, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, so I agree. So I totally agree. It's the human poop's way worse than animal poop. It's just weird. Why? Like, why is it exactly? You know, somehow a human, it, you know, human are less gross than animals, generally speaking. But when it comes to poop, that's human stuff. It's just well, I I, I think a big part of that is for the most part, uh, you know, you're getting. Uh, you're encountering animals that are on a pretty specific diet. So, like, like if you fed like uh, uh, an animal exactly what we ate, it probably that particular animal's poop would probably be just as gross. Uh, but like with a lot of herbivores, they're eating vegetation. So while it's gross, it's not the same thing as our bloody meat poops. Um, so because I can tell you that uh, carnivore poops are fucking horrible. I've dealt with it with uh, uh, big cats a couple times and. Uh, uh, it's this. It's yeah. It's yeah. It, I'd much rather pick up human poop now that I think about it. Uh, Are you the tiger king? I, no. When I work once again, when I worked for a humane society, they they had a, a lion and a and a uh, large cougar at one point. And I, so I had to, uh, at one point, and I cleaned up after both of them. I told that story before about how the lion was a fucking asshole. Um, it had a gigantic wa- water have- dish. This water dish was probably at least two feet across and like a good eight inches to 10 inches deep. Um, and every morning I would come in and the lion would have taken a shit right in its water dish that completely filled the fucking water dish. So I had to clean out <laughs> a nice place. to uh, shit. Yeah. So I had to clean out this wet fucking, I don't know the, the natural consistency of lion poop because I've never seen it not wet down. Um, oh, it was so fucking gross every fucking day. And we, that cat ate a lot. We fed it six cans of uh, uh, of uh, uh, a special cat food. It was called Carnivore Prime. Uh, I think. Each- Let me <laughs> tell you, what I took away from your conversation was uh, there was a cougar, a large cougar, and an eight inch deep hole. <laughs> Is that right? No, no, no. That'd be a completely different story. And uh, one day I should tell no. you guys about my uh, uh, adventures in like adult stores because. Uh, I went through a, a phase, so uh, yeah. No, well, no, you know, n- nothing too nefarious, but yeah, it's uh, probably I could probably get a couple good stories out of it. But that's for a different day, since it's about time for us to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I got two minutes left, and I can't think of another topic that I'm gonna be able to do. Oh, there we go. Sing. How about some sound effects? What is up, everybody? I hope everyone has a great day today. They say a human is most dangerous when his back is against the wall. So we are coming out swinging today. It hurts to be a nobody. It hurts to do nothing. So we are all doing something. We are all somebody's. We are all somebody in this world. We are all great in our own way, and we will continue to prove to ourselves and prove to the world, even at the hardest times mentally, that we are somebody. I hope you have a great day today. Talk to you soon. Well, I don't know about you, Jay, but I'm going to have a great day. I am day. now. I'm going to actually sign off and eat a bowl of cereal and go to bed. So that'll be fucking great because I look forward to nothing more in my day than going to fuck the bed, dude. Do you use regular milk? No, no. I, no, I use a lactate-free uh, milk. It's, it's the only joy I get out of life, literally. <laughs> uh but, yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyways, it, it's about a show. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up and listening to me. Uh, I want to thank everyone who called in, the many, many people, uh, the K Barbs and the, and the Jay's BS and Rainer and and Taz has fleas and these are adults doing this, this shit. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. We're an actual adult show. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock to do this super shit all over again. Uh, until then, uh, I'm Passive Jay, and you guys have yourself a great day. Have a great day. Yeah, I know. I think maybe I need a new catchword. Bye, everybody. Maybe I need a new catchword. <laughs> uh, later for you.